Hello and welcome to the Lion Guard Defend podcast. I am your host, Max. And I am your other host, Mikey. This is a podcast where we recap and discuss all the big villain episodes of Disney's The Lion Guard. Afterwards, we will have a few special episodes where we discuss Magic Quest, Miraculous, and the Great Wolf Kids cartoon shorts. Let's get started. It's basic, basically, I a girl kissed me, and then and then and then was my girlfriend for a while, but then she just gave up on it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Back in eighth grade, when I first started thinking about who I was attracted to and realizing I might be more into boys, there was this girl I really liked, and I wanted her to like me back, so I just made up this story that she and I were dating. But then, towards the end of the school year, she asked one of my teachers to tell me that she just liked me as a friend. That was a little hard, but I knew, but I knew that she would probably say that. Plus, by then yeah. I began to realize that I was more attracted to my own gender. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes so sense. Kind of hurts though, and it's made me a little bit afraid of rejection. Yeah, I understand. Rejection can be difficult, but. Sometimes you just have to deal with it, you know? Yeah. Even if it really sucks, you just gotta deal with it and not feel like trash. <laughs> and not feel like destroying all the billboards that say that you're in love with that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then not only will you feel bad, but you'll also be a wanted criminal. For destroying public property. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, that's hilarious. (laughs) The reason we're talking about rejection and people who we think are in love with us but are not is because today we are recapping Miraculous Season 4 episode 15, Glaciator 2. The cast for this episode is Marinette Dupan Chang slash Ladybug, voiced by Christina Valenzuela, Adriana Grest slash Cat Noir, voiced by Bryce Pappenbrook, Gabriella Grest slash Shadow Moth, voiced by Keith Silverstein, Tiki, voiced by Mela Lee, Plague, voiced by Max Middleman, Andre slash Glaciator, voiced by Ezra Weiss, All Yes, He's There, voiced by Carrie Karanin, Nadia Shamak, voiced by Sabrina Weiss, Armand Kajincourt, voiced by Joe Freya, and Kagami Sarugi, voiced by Faye Mata. Hmm. The episode starts in the streets of Paris where we're just thrown right into the action. No explanation given as to why Andre was akumatized. We just see him firing ice creams at Ladybug and Cat Noir. Yeah, it's like very... um, I mean, I feel like the past few episodes have been like that. I feel like the first Glaciator was like that too, wasn't it? Or was that a different episode? Yeah, I think the first Glaciator started with Ladybug and Cat Noir saving an out-of-control bus. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. It's yeah. Kinda... <laughs> I like how there's sort of a callback to that by throwing us right into the action again for the sequel. Yeah. And Cat Noir saves a Parisian while Ladybug saves another Parisian from the ice creams. And but first person's like, the two of you are so cute together. Cat Noir's like, uh, thanks. And Ladybug puts the firefighter down and the firefighter's like, you guys make a good couple. And she's like, oh, God. 
couple were partners. And then she goes to deal with Glaciator. <laughs> In the plastic voice, Ladybug and Cat Noir are still fighting Glaciator. And a Parisian's reading a magazine and he's like, ah, love is great, which makes Ladybug furious. <laughs> and she's like, don't believe this. What's with everybody today? We are not in love. <laughs> Glaciator says they can't deny it. It's in the news. And he points to all the billboards of Ladybug and Cat Noir kissing. <laughs> So there's like there's, there's like there's like God, it's like twenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which shocks Ladybug, and there's another Parisian holding a magazine, and he's like, "Cat Noir, can I have an autograph?" Cat Noir grabs the magazine. Ladybug and Cat Noir voted couple of the year. Then Ladybug grabs it from him and. She's like, they share more than just their love of like, justice. And that makes her even more furious. And she's like, what the heck is going on? Although from the way Tina delivered the line, it sounded like she wanted to say something a little stronger than heck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the thing, that's something I wanted to point out about this episode. The voice acting in here is probably the best I've heard in any of these episodes, they're really emotive, and I think they capture the feelings nicely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when I, we, I watched it just, just today before we recorded, it was like, oh, God, that is actually su- surprisingly emotionally connected to the character. I don't know. I feel like most actors do that to, nowadays, but usually not in animated shows. I don't know why, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then Glaciator is like, this is proof that my ice cream's right. You two are made for each other like chocolate and strawberries, which is what basically everyone's been saying since season one. Those two really are made for each other. They just don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the first reference to that was, I think, like, like, remember that episode, like, with, like, that man who had this TV show, it's like, <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. like, Master Fu, the guy with the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it, it was, like, it was, like, it's like, it, it was, like, it was weird. Yeah, it that was, was all the way back in season one. You know, once we finish all the big season four episodes, we should do a season one episode recap, then a season two or a few of them, and then we can do like a big retrospective where we talk about our favorite and least favorite episodes from each season. Oh, that yeah. Be- that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And anyway, back on this episode, Ladybug says that it's baloney. All of these photos are taken out of context, which is similar to what she said back in the season two episode, Prime Queen. And she shows a picture of of her kissing Cat Noir from Dark Cupid when Cat Noir attempts to cataclysm her because he's influenced by the villain. And she's like, this one is me breaking Cat Noir out of Dark Cupid's spell. And then she points out a picture of her and Cat Noir kissing from season three, episode 10, Oblivio where they lose their memories and they're like and she's like and this one we can't even remember this because the villains erased our memories <laughs> oh god and glaciator is like of course it's always the super villain's fault but the mind forgets and the heart remembers and he starts to fire ice cream at them can't why it's like Maybe he's right, lady. After all, he's still Andre, the sweetheart's ice cream maker. And Ladybug is dodging ice cream, and she's like, not now, Cat Noir. Glaciator is continuing to rain ice creams on them. Cat Noir is spinning his baton. He's like, hey, maybe if we kiss again, our memories will come back. <laughs> <laughs> this causes Ladybug to be like, enough. Why don't you take a little cat nap? And then she picks Cat Noir up and throws him into the garbage. (laughs) 
actually made a lot of the fandom hate Ladybug, but I don't get it. I mean, she wouldn't do anything to Cat Noir that she wouldn't do herself. In case you don't know what I'm yeah. talking about, in season three, episode eight, Oni-chan, Marinette goes into a trash can to transform. <laughs> I think I remember that one. And then there was like a, an episode like where she was hiding and let just spy on somebody or to hide from somebody. Oh yeah, and Krako Duel when she was trying to get to Julika without <laughs> being spotted, she went into a trash can. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> And then she goes to Glaciator and she's like furious and she's like, you big two-legged ice cream cone, hand over that akumatized scooper right now. And then we go and we see Cat Noir as a literal dumpster cat. (laughs) Oh my God. Inside the bin. And we hear lucky charm. A fire extinguisher. Okay, add this thing and that one. Then, then like cartoon punches and Glaciator is like, no. And Ladybug says, time to de evilize miraculous Ladybug. But she's still <laughs> and, 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 and all this is happening while the, while the camera is inside the trash can. <laughs> and all those. Bad time to de-evilize. He doesn't de-evilize until a second later when she catches the Akuma aggressively. Oh my god. <laughs> and Andre's like, my ice cream is never wrong. Ladybug and Cat Noir are made for each other. And Ladybug's like, I guess ice cream, just like tabloids, can be wrong sometimes. And she throws away a picture of Ladybug and Cat Noir. <laughs> and she turns towards the trash can where Cat Noir is sitting and he notices this and literally like disappears inside the bin hoping he didn't hoping she didn't see him but <laughs> we soon get a shot from inside the bin of him getting tossed around wildly meaning that <laughs> just chucked him into the air and onto a building then the lid opens and we see Ladybug kicking over the can while giving an angry shout and as soon as cat noir falls out he does a little meow it's not like he says it he actually meows like a cat <laughs> it's a really cute little sound effect from bryce yeah which for some reason was it in the french like the, like the original, but it was in the English. I don't know why, but it was... <laughs> was it in both? I don't know. I think it was something Bryce came up with for the English dub just to make just to make the scene a little more emotional. Oh, it's like makes I want to make it more emotional by sounding like an injured kitten. Oh, that's sad. Oh, God. Uh, and Cat Noir says he guesses he's not her favorite cat at the moment and offers to take her to a movie to make up for it or how about a restaurant to celebrate their nomination of <laughs> couple of the year but Ladybug <laughs> yeah, we're not couple of the year we're not a couple at all and <laughs> Cat Noir apologizes saying he didn't mean to make her so mad and she looks away from him and she's like, I get it. You were sick of me. It might sound like a broken record expressing my affection for you over and over. I know I should stop, but I can't help it, you know? I have so many feelings welled up in this heart and I don't know how to control them. And Ladybug's eyes and she says she knows his heart's in the right place and he doesn't mean any harm, but... He's dejected and says she's right. She shouldn't have to put up with this. He'll stop. He doesn't know how yet, but he'll figure it out. And she smiles and says she's counting on him. And he frowns and says he'll see her later. And then back in the Adrian's room, Cat Noir is crestfallen. And he says, claws in and de-transforms into 
Adrian and Plague immediately eats a piece of camembert. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you sold it to cheese. And Adrian says the ladybug's right. He, he doesn't have the right to force his feelings on her. This has to change. He has to change. And then he deletes all the photos of Ladybug in his phone and on his computer. Then in Alia's room, Marinette's standing, arms crossed, glaring at Alia in front of the computer. And she's like, you can't do this to me, Marinette angrily says. I said all of the photos of Cat Noir and me together. And Alia asks about freedom of the press, but Marinette needs her help with this one. So Alia groans and deletes all the photos of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Alia is up in Marinette's room on TV and she's like, just as Ladybug and Cat Noir have been voted France's favorite couple, all images showing the two of them together have disappeared from the Lady Blog, the number one source of information about the Parisians' superheroes. Are Ladybug and Cat Noir no longer an item? And then in another amazing deliverance from Christina Marinette's like, we're never an item. I just we're like, never an item. I just in like, fact, we're humans. <laughs> she sounds angry. And back in Adrian's room, not just like talk about it with us here's and then Adrian turns off the TV and he's sad. And at the fencing class, Mr. Darjean Cord is like, get into position. And Adrian and his opponent put on their masks, not over the mouth and nose, but like fencing masks. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no COVID. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I really think they should do an episode dedicated to COVID, though. Yeah. Really... <laughs> Battle Moth Akumatizes a Virus. COVID. Oh, gosh. I am Shadow Moth. <laughs> oh, God. He akumatizes the scientists. <laughs> I give you the power to spread to every single continent, but in return, I need the miraculous of Ladybug and Cat Noir. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Darjean Court starts a match, and Adrian and his opponent are fencing, but Adrian falls shortly after, which makes his opponent get the point, and he walks away sadly, and Kagami's watching. She lifts up her mask, and we can see she's nervous or sad. Yeah, maybe both. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and in the locker room, Adrian is coming in and Kagami's like, need a feeling you all the time is normal, but just defeating, but just anyone defeating you worries me. If you have a problem, let me help you. And Adrian sadly is like, no one can help me, Kagami. I think this is a really sweet moment because even though Kagami said, and Adrian will never be friends again. She still cares about him. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's weird when people do that. It's like, I can never be friends with you again. But, and then like, the, like a few months later, it's like, they're pretending to be your friend again. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like season four, episode two, Lies. Kagami's like, how can I be friends with someone I can't trust? And then, <laughs> and then in season four, episode nine, Gabriel Agreste, she's like, she helps Adrian hide. Then in Optigami, she protects him from the villain. And now in this one, she wants to help him. I, I think she's secretly in love with him. I really do. He's like, I think she is, I don't know. It's hard to tell, though, with this type of show. <laughs> Adrian gets into the car and drives away from school, and he starts crying and clenching his fist. And he asks a bodyguard to stop at the park, and he d 
gets out and sits on one of the benches as he continues to cry. And he spots a, the billboard of him and Ladybug kissing. And that makes him even sadder, which means we know who's going to show up now. <laughs> Shadow Moth. Shadow Moth, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he is saying that he feels a devastating disappointment and a sense of guilt, and we can actually hear him creating the Akuma. But then he realizes it's Adrian, and he's holding the charged Akuma, and then he thinks for a minute and releases it anyway, and he transforms back into Gabriel and calls the bodyguard in sight. Your job is to drive AD Adrian back home immediately after his fencing class. Go get him now. I'm guessing oh, he did that because he knew that the Akuma was going to go find Adrian and he didn't want to Akumatize his son. Yeah, that makes sense. At least he didn't create an Amok, too. That would have been bad because he can't really control the Amok because. Uh, well, maybe he can. I don't know. Um, he could he just can... snap his finger and and release it from existence. Wait, whoa. That's cool. Yeah. He can purify Akumas and Amuks himself. I mean, yeah. I, I never seen him do that, though. At least not in the episodes that I've seen. That's intense. And in... On the deep pan chain balcony, Marinette's on the phone and she's angry and she's like, I don't call that monetizing informational space, sir. I call it visual pollution. Visual pollution. <laughs> oh, gosh. And she's like, how much would it cost to get that poster removed? And then she gasps and she's like, that much? Can I pay in 3,500 installments? And she sees Adrian sitting alone <laughs> in the park, sad, and she's like, Adrian? And then the person on the other side of the phone speaks, and she's like, uh, yeah, go ahead and leave the poster there. Bye, love ya. Um, I mean, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and she's like, Tiki, Adrian is sad. Operation Bye Bye Blues is a go. And Operation Bye Bye Blues is a reference to a Tin Pan Alley song called Bye Bye Blues, which I've heard five million times since my grandma insists on playing it at every single party. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like every single party I go in, it's like, hey, do you know Bye Bye Blues? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then it's like, it's like everybody's like, no, no, you're, and you just like start singing it by memory. <laughs> I'm like that kind of person who's like, it's a, it's like, I, we're doing this song again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, in Marinette's room, she's like a present for Adrian's name day. That's a callback to Cat Blanc, the name yeah. day gift. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that one was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and Ephemeral is going to be even more crazy. Adrian's getting akumatized again in that one. Oh dear, that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but does Marin ever get akumatized or? Well, Marinette did get akumatized once in Ladybug, but that was never completed because Gabriel D transformed because before before they could fully akumatize. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and there's also gifts for the mock final exam of the year. <laughs> gets a cast. She's like, quick. We got to get to the park before he leaves. And Tiki has a red gift box. And she's like, is it this one? Marinette grabs it and she's like, yes, 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 yes. 
and <laughs> the puck, she's being a stalker. <laughs> Ding is stalking. The great <laughs> thing to keep your relationships. <laughs> and she walks across in front of Adrian as if she hadn't known that he was there until he noticed her. And he's like, Marinette? And she's like, oh, Adrian, fancy seeing you here. And you look so sad. That's good. I mean, no, of course it's not. It's sad that you are sad, but I just happen to be shopping and have with me by an incredible coincidence, a perfect thing to bring back your smile. So, um, gift. And she gives him the gift box and he's like, thanks. He opens the gift box and he's like, wow, I've always wanted to have a hamster. How did you know they were my favorite animal? You read my heart like no one can, Marinette. And at first we think this is a fantasy, but <laughs> in the episode we're going to learn Adrian actually does like hamsters. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be Adrian telling us this, it's going to be Cat Noir, who's Adrian in his superhero form, but... Yeah. (laughs) Same thing, you know. Yeah. So it is going to be Adrian telling us, but not Adrian telling us. It's it's Adrian in his disguised form. Okay. (laughs) And Maren's like, it's because I love you. Adrian, after Adrian says, she reads his heart like no one can. And he puts down the gift box and he's like, in that case, you must know what my heart wants more than anything right now. And man, it's like, no, what? And then we hear Adrian, I hamster wheel. (laughs) Oh my God. And she's like, no, this one's just in case they bring back the film or oh, we're nothing. And she throws the box in the trash bin. <laughs> oh PTSD for being thrown in the trash earlier. <laughs> oh god. And then she's like, that this wasn't the perfect gift at all. And Adrian's like, that's a shame. A cool gift like that could be useful. And she says, it's not cool or useful. The garbage can is the perfect place for useless stuff that you can just forget about. And Adrian sadly is like, the garbage can, right? And then he sees the bodyguard and he's like, I have to go. Bye, Marinette. And he leaves. And... Marinette groans, saying she's messed everything up again. For the 500,000th time. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Sarugi car is there and honks from the other side of the park. And Marinette notices. Then in the aggressed mansion, Adrian enters and Gabriel's like, I'd like to speak to you, Adrian. Adrian is like, Yes, father. He asked if everything's all right. Adrian says yes again, emotionless. And Gabriel's just like, since your mother disappeared, I must have been distant. Adrian says he doesn't blame him. He says, and Gabriel says he wants him to know that if he needed to, he could talk to him. And Adrian says, if I needed to, father, I would. And he leaves. So points for Gabriel for trying to be a what's the word? A father. father. <laughs> I saw on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that shows that he does have love in his heart for someone other than Emily. Yeah. <laughs> and in Adrian's room, Plague's like, wow, your father actually said three whole sentences. <laughs> oh my All those warm feelings, enough to melt a wheel of reclect 
Oliver Clutch Cheese, what a great idea. And then he goes to eat more cheese. And I'm surprised that his little, his little body is not just turned into cheese. <laughs> Big wheel of cheese. <laughs> now I kind of want to see an episode where AJ is like, Plague and Plague flies out and he's just round. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Plague, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then he off the cheese. Oh god. <laughs> Adrian transforms angrily into Cat Noir. And jumps out the window, and then Kagami is in the car with Marinette, and she's like, I'm worried about Adrian. His sword has lost its edge, and Marinette is what? Kagami continues, since you're both so weak, I mean sensitive, you understand him best and could make him happy again. Yeah, it starts to say that she's not weak, but Kagami stops her and he's like, you must hurry and declare your love for him so that the flow of your kind words waters the sharpening stone that his that's his heart again. And that way, Adrian will get his edge back. And Ben's like, I didn't get the <laughs> Kagami says the thing is that your technique to get him to fall for you is terrible. You don't have attraction to play combat. And to win in combat, you need training. You are Tori, the attacker, so you need Uke, the defender. <laughs> and then that's confused by Tori and Uke. Kagami says she needs to find someone she has no feelings for. That way she can practice her attraction techniques with that person without her emotions getting in the way. And Mary, that's like, it's not a little weird. Kagami says, weirder than what you usually do, which, yeah, fair, Kagami. <laughs> Some of that stuff's really weird. Like dressing up as a, like dressing up as a man and making your voice deeper, which Marina actually did back in season three. And again in episode nine, Gabriel Agrest. Oh my God. <laughs> and Kagami continuing on saying it's a proven technique and that there were even books written about it but she doesn't say what kind of books <laughs> <laughs> Marinette asks what if a person she's practicing on falls for her since he doesn't feel the same way couldn't there be awful consequences and Kagami's like that's why you must be sure that the person you pick has zero chance of falling for you I'm counting on you and Marinette leaves the car and the car drives away and she's like but who can I find to do this weird Tori Uke thingamajig with and she offers to play Adrian but Marinette says that she thinks she'll need a human on that one and on the rooftop, you hear Cat Noir summoning his cataclysm and disintegrating a billboard of him and Ladybug and saying claws in and then de-transforming into Adrian. Glad groans and he's like, you know I love cheese, but even I'm starting to get sick of it. <laughs> and Adrian's like, we must cataclysm all traces of my love for Ladybug. And Plague's like, all of them? And then it pulls out to show basically every street has a billboard. Oh my god. <laughs> and we hear flag claws out. <laughs> Marinette's on her phone looking for someone to practice with and she's like, no, nope, no, that would be way too weird. It's impossible. <laughs> I'll never be able to find anyone to practice on. And then she sees Cat Noir on a nearby rooftop, probably getting ready to cataclysm another billboard. Oh my god. 
<laughs> she's like, can't lie, he's perfect. There's no way he has any feelings for me. Well, for the other me, yes, but not for the real me, me. And Kiki asks if it's strange that he's out here all alone when nobody has been akumatized. And but Marinette's like, aw, cat on a rooftop. What could be more normal? Hi, Tiki. And Tiki phases through her purse and Marinette calls for cat in water and he turns to see her and she's like, here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Cat Noir jumps onto her balcony and it's like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, perfect timing, actually. I need a boyfriend. And he's like, a boyfriend? Oh, no, no, no. I'm done with all that lovey-dovey stuff. I'm not in love with anyone and don't plan on it anytime soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> they both have really good voice acting here. And... And Marinette's like, that's perfect. Exactly what I need. See, I have a problem with my boyfriend who's not my boyfriend yet because I can't talk to him about how I feel, so I need someone to play my crush who for sure doesn't have a crush on me, and you'd be perfect for that role since there's no way you'd fall for me since you don't love anyone. My God, <laughs> that sounds so sad. <laughs> You know that I have a problem with my boyfriend who's not my boyfriend yet because I can't talk to him about how I feel line sort of reminds me of me. Usually I have a crush on someone and I want to tell them, but it's too late when I can't find the right way to say it without sounding creepy or stalkerish or weird. Yeah, I understand that feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet everyone's had that feeling before. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless if you were just born yesterday. <laughs> anyway, Cat Noir's like, no one, exactly. And I mean no one. But uh, I still don't get it. You need me to do what exactly? Man, that says to play her boyfriend who's not her boyfriend yet. And she'll play the girlfriend but the girlfriend who does things right who doesn't mess up everything she says know what I mean and he's like uh not much more than before <laughs> he's like great let's do this then and then Cat Noir sits and she's like you sit there and I'll come in and she starts reading her confession on a piece of paper dear Cat Noir ever since I met you I've had three sons in my Heart. They shine so brightly that whenever I see you, they make me melt until the slightest thought has reduced to droplets. Those suns are only three little words, but they're burning my lips. Please soothe me, Cat Noir, and tell me that you love me as much as I love you. And Cat Noir's like, um, Marinette, sorry, I'm really flattered, but like I told you, I'm not in love with anyone. And She's like, of course, I'm not talking to you. This is for the boyfriend who's not really my boyfriend yet. And he's like, ah, got it. But since you said Cat Noir, I thought you were actually talking to me. And she's like, oh, right, shoot. He asks what her boyfriend's name is. And she's like, that's private. And That's private. And he groans. And he's like, that's not going to make things any easier. She says, Buttercup and then laughed and he's like, his name is Buttercup? And she says, Of course that's not his real name. It's a code name. Come on, start over. And then she pushes him back on back in his seat and he's like, Dear she's like, Dear Buttercup, ever since I've met you, I had three sons in my <laughs> cut off by Cat Noir laughing hysterically. <laughs> he's like would you please concentrate? This is serious. He apologizes, saying it's a buttercup name and clears throat and clears his throat. And then she's like, Dear Buttercup, ever since I met you, I've had three suns in my heart. They shine so brightly that when and she looks up and Cat Noir is making a constipated face. <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
and, and they're very, it's like, not that serious. I, I want you to, okay, okay, I don't remember exactly what she says. She asked if he's hurting or something. And he's like, I'm being serious. And she says, that's not being helpful at all. Be serious, but not serious. Like you're trying to solve a math problem. Yeah. And he nervously chuckles and she gets a little aggressive. Dear Buttercup, ever since I met you, I've had three sons of mine. He asks what face he's, he's supposed to make then. She's angrily like, who cares? And, you know, and he says he doesn't know. She's someone who was saying, no, it doesn't matter how you feel right now. That's Marinette. I'm the one training here. Just act like you're a little interested in me. It's good to be interested in other people now and then, you know? Always me, me, me. And she pushes Cat Noir onto the seat again. And she's like, let's get started. The more aggressively. Dear Buttercup, ever since I've met you, I've had three suns in my heart. They shine so brightly that whenever I see you, they and Marin Cat Noir's like, Whoa, that's the most beautiful thing anyone has ever said to me. She says, but I hardly said anything. He's like, the way you open your mouth is just so moving. It was like the skies after a storm, like a rainbow sweeping my heart. She says, I don't know what we're doing. He's like, you think? Yes, really. And then she pushes him back on to his seat and He's annoyed. She's annoyed and she's like, Dear Buttercup, ever since I met you, you've had three suns in my heart. They shine so brightly that whenever I see you, and Kenwa stands to interrupt her, and she's like, What is it now? He says, Now it sounds like she's mad at him instead of in love with him. And she's furious. It's, she says, She's not mad. She's declaring her love to him. Thank <laughs> God. Let's just say it could be more obvious. And she forces him to show her how it's done. She'll be him and he'll be her. And she switches places with Cat Noir and glares at him. <laughs> and Cat Noir does a really dramatic reading, probably, probably <laughs> drawing on his acting experience since Adrian is an actor. And, and man, that's like, wait, do I sound that corny when I'm saying it? He says he's just performing. He's not here to judge some wording. And she says, that's awful. She'll never be able to do this. He says that she likes to take the hard route. She puts too much pressure on herself. Of course, she'll be able to do this. And then he suggests taking a short break just to air their heads out, and they both decide to see a movie. They go onto a bus, and Marinette asks if there's a problem. Canton Wise says he travels by stick. They don't have enough change for a ticket. And the bus driver says that this one's on him since he's saved them so many times, it's the least he could do. And Canton Wise meows him one. <laughs> The commuter saying, bravo, Katnua, bravo. Are pets allowed on the bus? <laughs> well, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, they let a cat on the bus. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, he's not technically a real cat, though. He's just a stupid <laughs> that looks like a cat. <laughs> and he acts like a cat. Yeah, it's he's it, like half cat, half human. So he's a a cow, a, a catanoid <laughs> instead of humanoid. <laughs> and he asks, "What movies are playing?" Marinette says, "Little love notes." We're trying to think of something else. So, no romantic comedies. Captain Supreme, the ultimate duel. He asks if they could avoid films about superheroes and she proposes Shark Tank versus Mecha Tiger. Oh my god. 
And as this is happening, Andre is seen stopping by the bus window and sees them both, and he frowns. And Tatner was like, with a title like that, I think we should be safe, and both of them chuckle. And then in the cinema, Myrna and Catnwa are sitting next to each other, and we hear, Shark Tank, don't die, I've always loved you. Me too, Mecha Tiger, but it's impossible. We're sworn enemies. And then we get Gang of Secrets movie rant 2.0. Just <laughs> Ladybug ranting. This time it's Marinette and Cat Noir. Man. <laughs> I love watching this scene because it reminded me a lot of Gang of Secrets movie scene. Yeah, me too. Can't <laughs> <laughs> points out they don't even have mouths. How are they supposed to kiss? Marinette says it's been written in advance, so everything's planned out. But in real life, you have no idea how it's going to go. Just because you tell someone you love them doesn't mean the other will love you back just like that. And Kenwar says, if only love could be so easy, and Marinette adds, that's why it's so scary to tell someone you love them. Even saying the saving the world seems easy compared to it. Well, I suppose it is. I mean, just look at you. When you have to save the world with Ladybug, you just bulldoze ahead. You don't think about a couple of jokes, and bam! Cataclysm, lucky charm, miraculous Ladybug, and Everything's back to normal. Easy as pie. Cat Noir says that's a short version, but it sounds about right. And it goes on to say, but telling someone you love them, if it doesn't work out, it's your heart that gets cataclysmed, and no miraculous ladybug can repair that. That's why I never get anywhere with boys. When things are really important to me, I get so scared that it won't work out that I can't help trying to control every possible outcome. I tell myself stories with wedding dresses and hamsters and what people see is not Marinette opening her heart up. It's Marinette talking about some ridiculous nonsense she's made up. And Cat Noir admits he likes hamsters too, which means Adrian and Marinette both share a common interest. Yeah, but Marinette doesn't know that Cat Noir is, is Adrian, so yeah. yeah. We're going to have to wait until the finale of season four to see that reveal. And then there'll probably be a couple again until Hot acclimatizes them. (laughs) Eventually. Yeah. And the audience member behind them is like, I like to watch the movies in peace and quiet. And then Marinette and Cat Noir laugh. And... (laughs) outside and so Cat Noir pushes a button on his baton and extends an umbrella Marinette asks if he has an umbrella option in his stick he says cats don't like water and the two of them walk out together he continues that it's funny he's kind of the opposite of her he knows that Ladybug is not in love with her but he knows that Ladybug is not in love with him, but he can't help telling her how he feels. He wishes he could fall in love with someone else, but he can't. She's just so incredible, and he's so afraid he's not the good person he thought he was. Now I've gone too far, and she hates me. Which, this is him telling Ladybug that he's scared she hates him, even though he doesn't know she's a Ladybug. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is just full of irony here. Marinette and Adrian. <laughs> the movies, but Marinette doesn't know she's going to the movies with Adrian. Adrian tells Ladybug that he thinks she hates him, but he doesn't know. He's telling her <laughs> he hates him. And oh my god. Marinette smiles and says, she doesn't hate him, and she's like, she threw me in the trash today. <laughs> she tells him he's a good cat, 
he's sure he'll figure out what to do. Andre notices Marinette and Cat Noir together and he's like, but it can't be Ladybug and Cat Noir is supposed to be made for each other. I've lost my connection with my ice cream. I don't understand what it's trying to tell me anymore. Which means we know who's going to show up now. <laughs> Hawk Moth for the second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, acclimatization is like ice cream. Once you've tasted it, you'll always come back for more. And he creates an Akuma and releases it. And he's like, fly away, my little Akuma, and bring me back two scoops of despair. <laughs> Could you imagine what would happen? <laughs> fly away and then actually came back with ice cream. <laughs> it's like it's like the Akuma transforms into human. I just have two scoops of despair for my ambassador. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, a conversation then. <laughs> Would you like this the easy way or the hard way? <laughs> oh, God. And then back on, on the dude hand chain balcony, Cat Noir lands with her and she's like, and he's like, thanks for flying, Cat Noir. Anyways, we hope you'll be feline again soon. Oh, no. <laughs> he laughs and she thinks and saying that was nice. He says it's his pleasure and they kiss each other on their cheeks, which is a typical French greeting or a goodbye. And Cat was about to leave, but realizes they still need to train and Marinette forgot, so they go back into position. He says she can totally do it this time. He just knows it, and she starts to be like, "Dear," and then Glaciator arrives. Ladybug and Cat Noir are the ones who should be in love, not you two. Cat <laughs> <laughs> Noir's like again. <laughs> I can just hear the annoyance in his voice. <laughs> Marinette says that. Yeah, not in love, it's just practice. Glaciator <laughs> once again starts shooting ice creams on the balcony as the two of them escape and Cat Noir grabs Marinette and puts her into an alley. He's like, stay here. Then he leaves. Tiki comes out and asks, Glaciator re-akumatized? But that's impossible. You gave Andre a magical charm earlier, didn't you? Marinette realizes she was so annoyed with that whole couple of the year thing that she totally forgot to give it to him. And then she's like, Tiki, spots on! And she turns into Ladybug and goes out to battle. Glaciator is attacking Cat Noir and he kicks a car towards him, but Ladybug blocks it and pushes him away while Glaciator is firing ice creams at them. <laughs> Cat Noir is like, nice to see you again, my dear friends who are my respect and for whom I have no other feelings than true platonic friendship. <laughs> this is somehow not only is Adrian calling Marinette just a friend, but Cat Noir is calling Ladybug just a friend. Oh, God. <laughs> wait until they find out. Wait until Adrian finds out Marinette is Ladybug and <laughs> Marinette finds out Cat Noir, it's Adrian. And that would be chaos. Goes, Wait, I called the girl I'm in love with just a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Ladybug asks if he's making fun of her. and He's like, not at all. I'm just getting my bearings. And she summons her lucky charm. <laughs> and she gets a car, which is like a Lamborghini. But it's was like, but it looks like a like a like a ladybug car. It's weird. <laughs> the bug mobile. Oh my gosh, that is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna refer to it as for the rest of the podcast: the bug mobile. <laughs> bug mobile. <laughs> And Cat Noir 
It's like, oh yeah, that lucky charm really revs my engine. <laughs> and Ladybug closes her eyes and sees the big exhaust pipe in front of her Dinoir. And she's like, okay, take the wheel. I got a plan. And is like, there you are. You think you're going to escape me like that? Cat Noir and Ladybug get in the bug mobile. And Cat Noir starts driving, escaping Glaciator as the villain is still chasing them. And, and Glaciator's like, I'm Glaciator, the mean ice cream man, and I'm your number one fan. Cat <laughs> Noir is. That's enough. We're just friends. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and Ladybug stands up from the bug mobile and hurls her yo-yo, tying it around Glaciator and onto her car seat and she's like, pass me the wheel. <laughs> he asked <laughs> Glaciator asked if he th- if they think they can escape him by attaching him to them. And Kevin was like, where are we going with this? I mean, not the two of us, just where are we going? Like, a direction? Like, Ladybug's got it. They're heading to the guard. You know what? They'll stay in touch. And she continues to drive. She's like, Cat Noir, now! And Cat Noir does like this cartwheel out of the bugmobile. Ladybug says, you know what to do. Come back as soon as you're ready. Cat Noir says, drive safe. And then he goes to the rooftop where a billboard of him and Ladybug is located and he drops it to the ground to get us at the ramp and for the bug mobile. He's like, ready, m'lady? Uh, do you mind me calling you m'lady? And then we go inside the bug mobile where Ladybug is driving. And she's like, no, that's okay. And she performs a perfect drift, which oh is really weird because she's 14 and she shouldn't know how to drive or drift. I know. She must have been playing some car racing games in her spare time. <laughs> Which Adrian actually does. And yeah. She continues that it's not that complicated. If she tells him that something's bothering her, she stops. He stops doing it. That's all. And then she drives the bug mobile to the ramp with Glaciator still tied to it with her yo-yo and he flies in the air with her and the exhaust melts his ice cream body. Cat Noir jumps off the bug mobile and cataclysms the ice cream scooper to send the Akuma out of the object. And then he catches Andrei from falling and Ladybug's like, no more evil doing for you. You little Time to de-evilize as she opens her yo-yo and she catches Akuma. Gotcha. She opens her yo-yo and releases a butterfly and she's like, bye-bye, little butterfly. Then she throws the car keys in the air and she's like, miraculous ladybug. And everything gets fixed and she gives Andre a magical charm. Saying she forgot to give it to him last time, keep it on his card with him and should protect him in the future. And he thanks her and walks away. Then she turns to Cat Noir and says, I knew you could do it. And they pound it. Cat <laughs> remembers he's got to go somewhere. So he leaves and Ladybug says, she better hurry too. And she swings away. And she's de-transformed back into Marinette, which is probably good because Cat Noir would have a lot of questions if he saw Ladybug on the balcony. Yeah, that'd be weird. And she starts to read the declaration again but then she stops and he asks what's wrong and she says what's wrong it doesn't sound like the real her she crumples up the paper and says the first time I saw you I misjudged you I thought you were conceited and superficial but then I got to know you I saw who you really were deep down someone sweet sincere and generous since then there's something I've been wanting to tell you but every time I try, it's like my brain suddenly freezes. But now I think I'm ready. I love you. And we get to see a cat noir. And he looks really cute. As this is happening. 
And he stands up and says that her declaration was beautiful. The boy she's in love with is a lucky guy. And she says, thanks, the girl who falls in love with you will be lucky too. And <laughs> Still not knowing that they're actually talking to each other. <laughs> and then Tom Dupin, Marinette's dad, who's voiced by Christopher Smith, calls out Marinette and Marinette's like, my dad. And Cat Noir leaps away and he calls her name again and Marinette's like, coming dad. And she leaves. Then a fencing competition ensues and Adrian wins. Marinette's very happy but gets pulled out by Kagami. <laughs> and they go to the locker room and Kagami's like, did I do what I told you to? And Marinette says, not yet, which is which causes Kagami to say she was worried because that's a very risky technique when you start practicing with a boy. You could fall in love with him and then you might run away together to a desert island when you might get attacked by zombie carnivorous plants. <laughs> Marinette's confused and Kagami's like, I haven't even finished volume three yet, but I think it gets even worse later, causing Marinette to realize she's been giving her advice from a manga. <laughs> from the Robinsons of the catastrophe. <laughs> Marinette's like, Kagami, 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 you really need to spend more time with me and the gang than back in Adrian's house. Adrian places a trophy on himself and proceeds to sit in front of the computer and gets more photos of Ladybug that he deleted earlier. Plag asks him if he has given up with Ladybug, but Adrian says Marinette opened his eyes. The thing is, he's always doing his cat noir act with her. Maybe if he were his true self with Ladybug, he'll fall in love with him, and Plag groans. <laughs> then we get the end card which is a sunset which represents change in the miraculous universe with Ladybug on the left looking at Adrian on the right and Cat Noir and Marinette in the center. So that was Glaciator 2. What did you think of it, Mikey? Um, very <laughs> intense. Well, intense in like a way that like, well, I wouldn't say it was intense, but kind of weird, you know, because like, because like we know that that Mer that Marinette is Ladybug and Adrian is is uh is uh Cat Noir, but they don't know that, and it's just so ironic <laughs> that it's just not. It's so funny. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm having some trouble finding the right place to place it. It's definitely in my top 10, maybe even top five. I'm just not quite sure since some of the other episodes are really good and I don't want to move any of them. Yeah. I mean, it's probably in my, maybe like top six, I don't know. It's hard for me to rank them because like, I haven't watched all the episodes so I can't really properly rank them. So yeah. <laughs> uh, the main, the main thing that confused me is that somehow uh, 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 Marinette knew how to drive. So because <laughs> when she spawned the car, she just somehow knew how to drive. It makes sense that Adrian knows how to drive because he plays car racing games, but not Marinette. So The bugmobile was pretty fun. Yeah, the bugmobile. That was good. I hope that comes back again. That might be cool. I was wondering how she was going to use it to do the miraculous ladybug. Because I remember when the trailer came out, there was like some theory on the fandom that she was going to put the car in the drift, let it crash into a building, and then as soon as it hits it, miraculous ladybug! Oh my god, it's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> she could crash into a building, but she just throws the car keys up. It's like, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's one of my, I think that's probably my nitpick. I sort of wish the 
the people who wrote this episode have been more creative with how they used the miraculous ladybug. They could have at least had like all the other heroes make a cameo to help ladybug lift up the car. Yeah, it's like they just all like 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 throw it up into the air. It's like miraculous ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would have been too complicated for them to animate, though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would have been too much for Ladybug to, like, go to all the temporary heroes. Here, here's my, here's your Miraculous, but you're only going to need it for one small task. <laughs> oh, God. I do think it'd be funny if she crashed the car into the building and then said miraculous ladybug. And then it repaired the, the damaged building. <laughs> what about you? Did you have any nitpicks? Well, besides somehow better not being able to drive. Um, and like, well, actually, no, I, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Because in my opinion, it was a pretty... It's a funny episode, and I liked how Meredith had like a code word for <laughs> <laughs> for every situation that could <laughs> like buttercup. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like wait what? I mean, I guess that sometimes he calls she calls uh she calls uh Cat Nora that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes she calls him Kitty. Yeah, well, she calls her him a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of want to see that trash scene come back. Maybe with the roles reversed, like Ladybug does something that annoys Cat Noir, so he throws her in the trash. <laughs> it, it, like, it's conveniently decorated like a Ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait ladybug summons her lucky charm and it's a trash can <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and part of the plan is she has to go into the trash can <laughs> well this is revenge for pushing me in the trash can <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. That's hilarious. Oh, gosh. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Our next episode will be Miraculous Season 4, Episode 9, Gabriel Agrest. So send in questions for that. You can email us at lionguarddefend3 at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.